You are listening to audio from The Creek Church. If you would like more information about The Creek, please be sure to visit our website at thecreekfw.com. Are y'all ready? I mean, it's coming whether you're ready or not. So, I mean, you better just say, yeah, we're ready. You know, I'm glad you're here. Thanks for spending some time with us. Um, celebrating Christmas at the creek and just taking a little bit of time and getting out of the chaos of Christmas because I was out there today, y'all, and it is chaos. I mean, there's no other word. Yesterday, Heather and I went shopping. I don't know why, uh, really. And, and I did something this year that I haven't done in four years. I went to the mall, and, and it hasn't changed. <laughs> to me, that's kind of the threshold of hell, if you ask me. And so it's just, man, it was It was awful. But I made it, I survived, got the wounds, got the, the, the door dings and the, all that fun stuff. And so, uh, but thanks for coming in here and just getting away from all that noise so we can refocus, get out of the chaos and just spend some time together. And, you know, honestly, I, I, I just, I, I love, I don't love shopping, but I love finding the right gift for Heather. You know, I, I love my wife. I'm madly in love with my wife, and I love it when I find the right present, like when it just connects, you know, and it's just, you got it. You know, I was like, I did it. I did it. I listened to her. I know what she wants, and I've, I found it. And then, then I, want the perf- I want the whole thing to be perfect, right? I want, I want the perfect wrapping, so I can't wrap, so I pay my bride, my daughter to do it. And so um, she wraps, and it's beautifully done, and so I've got this perfect presentation. And then here's my fault is I get so excited, I can't wait. And so I end up giving it to her early. And she's like, you know, it's like six weeks till Christmas. I was like, yeah, but you got to open this. This is awesome. You know, I'm not good at surprises. I'm not good at just holding it in. I can't just wrap it. I can't put it away. I just, I mean, I just, I want to give it. And I love that Christmas is a reminder of that, that, that as we give and we get excited to give and, and we have a God who's excited to give, that it's a reminder. Christmas is a reminder that God gave us the, the greatest gift we'll ever receive that in the fullness of time. I mean, can you imagine like from the beginning of time when God knew that he was going to create us and that he knew we were going to struggle. He knew we were going to walk away from him. He knew we were going to face all these challenges and yet he still loved us. I mean, our kids taught us that even when God knew all of that, he chose to love us and he chose to connect with us. And in the fullness of time, he sends Jesus. I mean, can you imagine God's excitement like only three more thousand years and I get to send Jesus, you know? I mean, I just can't, can't imagine that kind of waiting. I'd be like, okay, it's done. We'll just do it. Just do it now. Get it over it. But I, I love that we can come in and be reminded of God's gift. And in, and in Luke chapter two, we're, we're reminded of the Christmas story. It says, in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was the governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. He was going to be there to be registered with his wife, Mary, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. I'm sorry, not his wife yet, his betrothed. The time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there is no place for them in the inn. And so I, I love that God's timing is always perfect. It, we don't always see the perfection of his timing. But God knew exactly this moment in time that this, this, this Virgin Mary was going to carry the Son of God and that she would give birth while they had to go on this trip, while they had to be in Bethlehem, while there was going to be no place for them to be comfortable. And he knew that the Son of God was going to be placed in a feeding trough and wrapped in the, in the clothing that would have been hanging in the stable. 
And God knew this, and this was the fullness of time. And then, then what's incredible is the angel gave that birth announcement, which was on the, the video roll-in, where it says, I bring to you good news of great joy. That's for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And so we sing about Jesus. Adam was so beautiful in his, 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 his way that we, we can come to Jesus and all these names and all these identities that he is and that he is a Prince of Peace. He is a wonderful counselor. He is a mighty God. He is an ever everlasting father. He is all of these. And there's one description of Jesus that I love. It's not necessarily his name, but it's a description that I love that just brings, for me, brings it all to light. Um, It's in uh, Colossians chapter one. And what I love about this uh, is it tells us more about who Jesus is. Who is this baby that was wrapped up? Who is this baby that came at Christmas? He, Jesus, is the, first, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning of the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. I think that's one of the most beautiful descriptions of who Mary is holding, of who Mary wraps up in in this cloth of who she carried and who the angel said, this is who you're going to give birth to, That, that in this, in this is the perfect gift And God knows how to give the perfect gift. And the perfect gift that he offers us is salvation. It says that Jesus had come to make peace by reconciling us through the blood of his cross. The greatest gift he could ever give us is salvation. Because God knew our condition. He knew our struggles. I, I love the depictions of Jesus being born at night. Because you've got the whole setup, right? You've got the angel coming, and you've got the glory of the Lord shining around the angel. You've got, you've got the shepherds following the stars. You've got the wise men following the stars. You've got all of this happening at night. And I think it's a real descriptor of how the world finds herself without Christ. Is that, that look, we, we, we know the world is a mess. I mean, we don't just have to go out and try to shop on Christmas Eve to see how messy it can be. We live in the mess every day. We deal with the mess. We deal with the struggles you know, I, I know I've got struggles. I know I've got issues. I, I know I've, I've got this system that I tend to fall back into that doesn't lead me closer to God. And that's that fight that I constantly find myself in, that I'm, I'm born into this system, that from the moment Adam fell, when the moment Adam and Eve sinned, that connection and that relationship was broken. And we find ourselves in spiritual darkness. I mean, we're, we're walking around, we're breathing, we're moving around, but we have no life. I mean, ultimately, when you look at the situation of humanity, it's a desperate and hopeless situation. In all of these years, we spend time, we create religion, we create all of these things to try to get us back into some semblance of feeling better about ourselves, some way to say, I'm all right with God, some way to say, I I can be good enough. And none of us can achieve that. And when we finally hit the end of that road, I can tell you because I've been there, it's a helpless and hopeless situation. You're like, what is there then? What is the reason for this? What is the purpose for this life? And it's only then that I realize that the salvation is a gift that is given. It's not a reward. It's not a wage. And it, this inheritance of sin that I'm born into 
this salvation changes that and breaks that cycle, and I no longer have to live in the desperation, the helplessness, and the hopelessness. And God gives us this perfect gift, and Christmas is a reminder of this presentation, but God knew how to wrap it. God wrapped it perfectly. God did everything that he knew to make this a perfect presentation, and this was, this was a perfect gift given in Jesus Christ. The wrapping of salvation took on flesh and blood. That, that he is the fullness of God. That, that I love what John 1 says. It says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. This is speaking of Jesus. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, the light that shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. I love that, that God wraps this word in flesh. In verse 14, it says, The word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we've seen his glory. Glory as the only Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. What Mary is really holding is, is not just a baby. She's holding the fullness of God. She's holding the fullness of glory, the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, the one who is supreme in all things, the, the preeminent one of all things, the one who has been born and took on flesh and humbled himself to death, even death on a cross, so that when him we might have life and hope and righteousness. That's what she's wrapped up. She's wrapped up the fullness of God. And see, we, we come to a moment like Christmas, and Christmas points toward Easter, right? Because Jesus came to die and give his life on a cross, and at Easter he was resurrected, but, but we, we miss this, this whole life. You see, we've got this example of a life in Christ, that he lived a perfect life. He lived the fullness of righteousness, the fullness of God's glory. He set for us an example to follow. Look, I, I know I've got issues. I know I, I can't get it right all the time. And when I'm facing issues, when I'm facing difficulties, because I, the thing that I've loved about Scripture from the moment I submitted to it is that God is honest with us. He doesn't say, if you receive this gift, your life is going to be perfect. If you receive this gift, then everything's going to go your way. The, the, the reality is this. Jesus is honest with us. He says, in this life, you're going to have trouble. You're going to have trial. You're going to have tribulation. There's going to be things that you're going to wrestle with. You're going to struggle with. There's going to be days that are going to try to steal your joy. But Jesus says this, but take heart, I've overcome the world. You see, when I follow someone into a storm and follow someone in a mess, I would rather follow someone who has overcome it, not somebody who's going to go, well, let's just try to figure it out as we move along. I've spent enough time in my life trying to figure things out as I move along. I would much rather have someone who's already faced it, who's been victorious over it, and says, I can show you the way to walk through this. Because when I walk behind the fullness of God's glory, then here's what happens. God's glory is produced even in my pain, even in my trial, even in my suffering, even in my darkest days. And so we, we look at the birth of Christ and we celebrate that. We look at the... The, the, the Easter event, the crucifixion and resurrection, we celebrate that, but let's, let's not forget that he showed us how to live life. He said, if you wanna follow me, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. And what I've gotta deny myself are those times where, where I look at my life compared to his and I, I, there's no way I can measure up. And nowhere in scripture does it say that Jesus was given so that we could realize how we measure up. Jesus came so that we might have life and hope, and grace, and forgiveness, and a reconciled relationship with our Father, who is 
the fullness of God. And so I've got to deny myself the excuses of, well, I'm just too bad. You know, God, if he really knows everything I've done, there's no way he's going to forgive me. But I also have to deny myself the pride of saying, I'm good enough. I mean, I haven't done anything terrible. I mean, I haven't gone like really crazy. So, so when God looks at me, he's going to say, well, your good deeds, yeah, you've got a little bit more than your bad. And so I'll tell you what, you got it. No, that's not, I've got to deny myself the pride of saying that in some way I can manufacture enough good behavior to think that I can earn the affection and love of God. And then we get back into if we earn it, it's a reward, it's a wage, it's not a gift, we're refusing the gift. And then then God wraps this up in Jesus and then the presentation is beautiful because salvation was delivered through the cross of Christ. When I say through the cross, I'm very, it's very intentional, not, not at the cross, because at the cross was an event, but there's something that happens through the cross. See, deliveries around my house are, are a chaotic event. I don't know if it's nice and quiet, you know, when the UPS guy or delivery guy, the Amazon guy pulls up and he comes up and rings your doorbell. That might be pleasant for you. It is absolute chaos around my house when that happens because I've got this 11-pound ball of fur that turns into a, 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 an attack dog that, that just, I mean, I'm telling you, he, he's about to tear blinds off of windows. I mean, it just, it's just crazy. He hears the engine of these trucks when they turn on our street. And he starts going nuts even then. And we, we've hired an obedience trainer. And we're like, you're failing, dude. You know, it's like, this is not working. Like today, and honestly, and, and I, think, I think the delivery guys get a kick out of it now. They're like, this little thing, his face is pressed up against the glass. You know, I mean, just, I think they text each other. Like, you've got to get a delivery to this house. And I'm not trying to tell anybody how to run their business. But if I order three items, I would, I would think it's probably be better for your bottom line if you put all three items on one truck so I only have to deal with the chaos of this dog one time in the day. Oh, no. They split those deliveries up, baby. I think because they all want to see it. And our guy today, I think he's the one who's most excited about it because he comes up and he doesn't just knock. Some of them, they just kind of come up and go, and then they, they leave. You know, they take a picture. You get it to, oh, my package is delivered. And the dog's like, ah. This guy came up. And he hits the doorbell multiple times. Like, bing a ding a ding ding And that dog, he's like, ah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I thought I was going to have to give him some, something, Valium or Prozac. I don't know. I mean, it's just, I thought he was going to have a heart attack right there. He was going nuts. He couldn't run. He couldn't do it. He was just frozen. Just, uh, it's crazy. But the delivery that is chaos. But there is chaos at the cross. But it was absolute calm in the chaos on Jesus' part because what is happening is as he's giving his life, as he willingly laid his life on the cross and died for you and I, and he paid a penalty for sin, there was a lot happening in the spiritual realm that, that he was absorbing this wrath of God, the punishment that our sin deserves. Jesus was taking that on. He was taking on that chaos. He was the delivery method, this cross of Christ, so that you and I could have life. We could have hope. So that you and I could have an anchor for our soul and say, Jesus Christ is my king. He's my Lord. He's my everlasting father. He's my prince of peace. He is an ever-present help in trouble. He is paying for that on the cross so that you and I can, can, can find our identity in his. But what happened through the cross is the greater miracle because he was laid in a tomb and on the third day, 
he was raised again. And that's the power of God at work. See, we can read names of Jesus and we can come to this moment and go, but is there any power in it? Yes. The power is not what we manufacture. The power comes from the power of the Holy Spirit. The same power on the third day that said, Jesus, come on. And that same power, that same gift of salvation is offered to every one of us, that God chose you before you were even created. He chose to love you. He chose to pour out his grace on you, to show you his mercy so that in Jesus Christ, through him, to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. That's how much he loves us. That in the fullness of time, God showed his love for us by sending Jesus to pay for that penalty, to absorb that penalty, and to give us hope and to give us life. And he offers that great gift. But it's like an exchange. See, last week, our staff did a little Christmas gift exchange, and and they bought, I've got to say, I have the greatest staff of any church in the world. They love us, and they, they, man, they're just awesome. And they gave Heather and I boxes of gifts. And, and, you know, to find that right gift, you've got to listen to the person, right? Well, they listened very well because they remembered what I told you guys at, at Halloween that when you love on your neighbors and you give candy, there's a certain candy not to give. Do y'all remember what that candy was? Yeah. This is what they gave me for Christmas. So they listened, but they missed the mark, y'all. They did this after Christmas bonuses. But there's still employee reviews coming. No, they... they and we, we had a good laugh about it. And, and, you know, some of you ask, why do you hate dots? I don't know. I don't know. It just maybe, maybe they weren't good to me as a kid. I don't know. I mean, just, I don't know. But they, they offered this gift to me. But see, there's this, there's this thing in a gift exchange is that this can be offered, but I have to choose whether or not I'm going to accept this gift. <laughs> I chose not to accept this one. <laughs> But that's what God is saying. He's saying, I've got this gift. I paid for it. I wrapped it up. I've given the perfect presentation for it. And I'm offering it to you. And what he's asking us on a Christmas Eve is, can you step out of the chaos and just come into a moment and come into a place where the presence of God is very real and very tangible? And will you receive this gift that I'm offering you? And that's the question that he's asking. Will you receive it? And my hope and our whole staff has been praying for you. And we've seen people accept this gift throughout all of our multiple services. And it's it's just simply this. It's just saying yes to Jesus. It's saying, I'm going to make an exchange with you. I want to accept. I want to receive this salvation and receive this grace. And in turn, I'm giving you all of me. I'm giving you all my mess. I'm giving you all my success. I'm giving you all of these things. I'm giving it to you. I'm trusting you with it because I know I can trust you. And I'm making that exchange. And, and for some of you, this might be the first Christmas in your life that Christmas is truly connected with the gift of grace.
And some of you, maybe your story is a lot like mine, like, like Pastor Tammy was saying, is, is you get this gift and you put it on a shelf and you just kind of walk away from it. That, that was my life. And maybe this is that Christmas where you come back and you say, you know what, God, I, I, I want that gift to be what drives my life. And to that, God would say this, welcome home. I've made a place for you at the table. Come on in. Let's walk in this grace and let's, let's live in this grace. So the question for you, it's offered. Will you receive it? Let me pray for us. Father, we love you and we thank you for this grace. We thank you that we can come to a moment like this and be reminded that Christmas is all about the gift that you offer to us the hope that you extend to us, the grace that you extend to us, the, the peace that only comes through the blood that was offered at the cross. And so, God, I'm asking for the courage for those in this room that maybe this is that first time, maybe this is that moment where they realize this gift is for me. And I'm asking you to give them the courage. Bring that grace into their life. Surround them with your presence in such a way that they realize that this gift of salvation is being extended to, to them. And they just say, Jesus, I, I believe that you made peace on my behalf. I believe that what you did through the cross was also for me. And I, I, I accept that. I receive that. And I'm giving you everything in my life for you to work with and work on and work through so that ultimately the fullness of your glory is reflected in my life. I'm trusting you with everything and I'm asking you to give me wisdom on how to continue to use this gift every day of my life. Father, for those that have been, been apart and walked away, I just ask that you give them just that courage just to say, thank you for having my place at the table. I'm home. I'm reconnecting with you. And God, let your grace overwhelm them and overwhelm us that ultimately we realize that it is all about your name. You are our hope and our focus. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this message from the Creek Church. We invite you to listen to other messages on this podcast, or if you have any questions, you can email us at info at